everything now that we used to pay for out of pocket is a tax write-off. And so that's just like one small little peek to the difference between, uh, you know, being an educator and being an entrepreneur. Like for whatever reason, the way the tax code is set up, it does not benefit us as educators, but even when you have a side hustle, it benefits you as an entrepreneur. Welcome to the Teacher Money Show, the podcast dedicated to helping educators like yourself navigate your unique financial challenges and unlock your financial superpowers. I'm your host, Sean Morgan, a full-time teacher and entrepreneur, and I'm here to help teachers navigate everything related to your money. Whether you have questions about budgeting on a teacher's salary, managing student loans, increasing your income, or making the most of your benefits, I'm here to make money less confusing, more empowering, and a tool you can use to focus on what matters most. So whether you're a seasoned teacher looking for fresh insights or a new educator navigating your first paycheck, this podcast is your go-to resource for all things money-related. So if you're ready to have a richer wallet, classroom, and life, let's dive in. The contents of this podcast are informational in nature and are not legal or tax advice, and neither I nor my guests are engaged in the provision of legal, tax, or any other advice. You should not act upon this information without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. We're so excited to have Erica Terry here with us today. This is going to be a fantastic conversation. But before we get into that, just want to remind everyone, if you're enjoying this podcast, go ahead and uh, you know subscribe to it. Leave us an honest rating and review. If you're watching on YouTube, give us a like and subscribe on there. We just really appreciate it. It helps us reach more teachers as we're trying to get out this message of financial literacy for teachers. All right, now let's talk about Erica because that's what we are here for. So Erica Terry is a 20-year educator and co-author of the Eva the Diva Girl, a children's picture book series that helps young children love themselves and slay their confidence game. And she writes it with her very own mini-me, her seven-year-old Eva, who is already cooler than all of us combined. That's what she says. Okay. And as the founder of Terrific Learning Company, Erica is always excited to share strategies that make learning fun and engaging. Her upcoming book, Teaching in Sync, equips pre-K through 12 teachers with research-based, actionable advice and a healthy dose of in-sync inspiration that empowers them to design lessons that meet the needs of all learners, including students with disabilities in inclusive co-taught classrooms. So, I mean, if you're a fan of the 90s band NSYNC, you're going to love it, right? Uh, you can catch Erica on the Classroom to CEO podcast or hanging out on Instagram where she loves to connect and share a good laugh with fellow parents and educators. You can follow her at Erica and Terry underscore. So that's uh, Erica Terry. She's you know been in education. She's continuing to educate beyond education. And we get to have a fun time talking about edupreneurship today. So before we get into that, Erica, welcome to the podcast. Hello, I'm so excited to be here. I am super excited to have you here. Can you just start by telling us about your journey in education? Yes. So um, I have been in education now 21 years. This is the 21st year. 
Um, and I started off high school biology teacher on the path, um, I guess you would say to like administration. So I taught for about uh, the first nine years. I was back in school. You know how we do. I kept getting certificates and then I went on to be a counselor. And from there, I went um, into administration at the district office. So I started off as like a director of student services. Then I started working with federal programs, worked my way all the way up to chief academic officer. And during that entire time, uh, me and my hubby were trying to have a baby. It took us 10 years, uh, but we were finally blessed with our beautiful daughter at the time where I was chief academic officer of a statewide charter. I was traveling like three to four days out the week. And so, of course, with my new baby, I was like, uh, this is way too much. Like, I want to be home. I want to be a mom. Uh, so at the end of that year, I quit. I started working with the state, uh, State Department of Ed as a consultant. And with that, I didn't realize, but I was going to have like a $40,000 pay cut. And so me, yeah, uh, me Starting uh, my journey of entrepreneurship was all about trying to make up that money because my bills didn't change, my mortgage didn't change, you know, none of that changed except for my paycheck. And so uh, that's what brought me into this wonderful world of entrepreneurship that we're going to talk about today. Well, to be fair, your bills did change. They went up because you had a baby. <laughs> yes, that is fair. That is fair. Oh, yes. Babies are wonderful, but they are expensive for sure. Very. So you, you start out entrepreneurship, right? And and can you just tell us, we're saying entrepreneurship, not entrepreneurship. What does entrepreneurship even mean? Yes. And I missed the question. I was playing with my volume. So I heard uh, we're saying entrepreneurship and then what I does missed it mean? the Oh, yes. So great, great question. So um, when we talk about entrepreneurship, uh, it's the world of entrepreneurship. So we are online business owners uh, that are, you know, forging our own path, creating multiple streams of income, but we're dedicated and committed to uh, empowering educators to achieve success in whichever way that looks like. And so we don't wanna walk away from education. We wanna continue to empower our teachers, our educational leaders. And so rather than being entrepreneurs, we are entrepreneurs. So as an entrepreneur, then you are empowering teachers, you are supporting teachers, you are using your um, education background in entrepreneurship. Yeah. Uh, what unique strengths do educators bring to the world of entrepreneurship? Like, wh why can a teacher become an entrepreneur? Every teacher can become an entrepreneur, entrepreneur. Some people call themselves teacherpreneurs. I don't care what you call yourself. You can do it. Like, the very fact uh, that number one, as educators, as teachers, we dedicate our entire lives to empowering others, empowering our students 
to reach their goals, to achieve success in their lives. And we go above and beyond to make sure that it happens. Uh, the fact that you can break down complex uh, information into bite-sized pieces so that your students can learn it, that's a skill that translates well um, in this online world. Uh, the fact that you, you know, have to plan out a lesson, plan out your unit plan, uh, that structure, being able to, you know, logistically think through your entire school day, you're going to take those same skills as you are thinking through your products, your services, your offers, what your website is going to look like. All of those skills transfer. And then um, just that passion that you have. Like we are not in education for the money. Everyone knows that, right? So that passion that you have, that drive that you have, when you begin to use that to build your business while still empowering people, um, it just uh, helps you to stay focused and show up every single day and do what's required in order to be successful. I love that how, you know, there's a heart to being a teacher, right? You have to, yeah. you have to want it, right? Yeah. I, I always laugh when someone says, well, I guess if I don't do this anymore, I'll just go teach. It's like, no, you, <laughs> no, you won't. Trust me, you won't. Yeah, you don't just go teach. It's, it's something that you have a heart for. But, you know, then you have to pay the bills, right? So yeah. there, there's this balance between having the heart and then you know, needing the, the income. And entrepreneurship can really help to bridge that gap. Absolutely. So as a as a, an entrepreneur, then you're, you're starting a business, right? You you, you have a, a business that you're doing on the side, or you know, mm -hmm. if you want to transition to it, but let's just say you're doing it on the side. Uh, but there's a lot of benefits to starting a business. Can we talk about those? Absolutely. So yes, I recommend. I always recommend, unless you already have like this nest egg set up. I always recommend that people start with a side hustle, like still working your day job, still teaching, counseling, um, whatever you're doing during the day, but starting your business as a side hustle. That's what I did uh, probably, you know, for the first few years before I went full time last year. And so start it as a side hustle so that you can build it while you're still, you know, getting your income, still have your benefits, all of those things. But once you start that side hustle, even if you're still teaching, there are so many benefits. Um, if we just look at taxes alone, right? Uh, one of my favorites is the fact that, you know, I remember being a teacher and getting my, at that time, this might age me because I think it's went up to like 300 now, but uh, I remember it being like a $250 school supply tax write-off that you would get, right? <laughs> like, what? $250. And uh, I remember that first year I started my business and I gave all the stuff to our accountant like we've always done. And all of a sudden, you know, I was able to write off everything that I was using in my business. My new Mac that I had bought, uh, you know, like that was way more than $250. So any like anything you could think of the mic that I'm using right now, uh, headphones, AirPods, uh, my phone bill every month because I'm using my phone for social media posts, internet, like all of this is now 
tax write-off. Um, and then like uh, even travel, right? So we think about, we have summer break. What are you going to do in the summer? You're going to probably travel with your family, take some type of trip for break. And so like this past summer, um, I was a speaker at the Teacher Heart Out Conference. We were on a cruise. Even if I wasn't a speaker, if I was just attending the conference as a business owner, um, I would be able to write off that whole entire trip because it is now, think of professional development, but business owners, entrepreneurs, when they get their professional development, they can write off all the costs. So you can write off the cost of the conference. You can write off all of your travel. So airfare, cruise, all of your meals, like everything now that we used to pay for out of pocket is a tax write-off. And so that's just like one small little peek to the difference between, uh, you know, being an educator and being an entrepreneur. Like for whatever reason, the way the tax code is set up, it does not benefit us as educators, but even when you have a side hustle, it benefits you as an entrepreneur. I love that. Just, you know, there's so many good things about owning your own business, even if it's part-time. You know, I, I, like even if you did nothing else, but were able to write off your internet, your phone bill, things like that, that makes a significant impact on your uh, your taxes uh, over, you know, many, many years. And then, you know, if if you're going to a professional development conference as a business owner, but it still counts as professional development for teaching, right? You get you get like the best of both worlds. You get the tax write-off because you're going to have to pay for it anyway because schools aren't paying you for professional development these days. It's ridiculous. It's one of my biggest pet peeves is like you don't pay us enough and then you don't pay for our professional development that you require. It doesn't make any right. sense. Right. Uh, but, you know, you can tax write off that and get the professional development credit for school. Win-win. I really love that. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, really great legal things you can do to reduce your taxes when you own a business. Yes, all legal. Nothing I said, like all of this is legal. Entrepreneurs do it every single day. I can't speak for anybody else, but I know as an educator, it blew my mind when I started learning about all of the benefits to being an entrepreneur. For sure, for sure. And I know that you have a, a, a pet favorite uh, benefit, which is your ability to hire your your kid. You know, I I feel like uh, this is something you like to talk about. So, can you talk to us about hiring your 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 daughter to be in your business and how you're able to use that to uh, prepare them for college with you know tax free money and how you're able to uh, just start the the generational wealth um, path for for her. Yes. So uh, I told the story, you know, about when she was born. So fast forward now, she's seven, almost eight years old. And uh, another, you know, just blew my mind uh, is that the fact that you can bring your children into your business and actually pay them, hire them. As young as she started at seven, 
And um, in business, one of the things you learn is that uh, you're more successful when you're actually helping people to solve their problems. And so uh, as my mindset began to shift, now when I see a problem, I'm like, wait a minute, is this something that we can use, you know, in our business? And so my daughter uh, was struggling with, you know, some self-confidence issues, um, I, she got in trouble, sent her upstairs, and I hear her engaging in negative self-talk. And, you know, we started implementing positive affirmations. And then I asked her, like, would you like to share your story? Would you like us to write a book? So we started writing children's books, even the Diva Girl, um, that's based on real scenarios that happen in her life. And so with that, like, it's great to, you know, be able to write a book with my daughter self-publish that, get that out there, but it's even better to be able to hire her now as a part of the business. And she has her, you know, tasks that she does. Um, she creates mock-ups in addition to like helping me, you know, write the books. Um, you know, she does social media videos where she's sharing affirmations and every hour she spends working towards the business. I'm able to legitimately pay her as an employee and then take that money like the generational wealth part comes in because I can now use that money. I mean, she's seven. She doesn't need a lot of money, right, to go buy toys or whatever she's doing with it. So I can use that money to start investing in things like her 529 for her college, um, all of those things that normally would have come out of my own pocket. I now can funnel through the business because she's a part of it. So she's hired. I pay her. And then we take that money and put it into her investment accounts. And that's how we're able to start building generational wealth um, as young as seven from our businesses. And once again, tax write-off because she's um, an employee because, you know, She's an employee, just like you can write off like your contractors uh, and employees in your business. You're able to write off up to a certain amount, uh, like $12,900, $950 of the money that she's paid. So as long as she uh, does not get paid more than that, she doesn't get taxed on it because she's a child. And you get to write it off of your business because she's an employee. So once again, win-win. And these are all legal tax strategies that entrepreneurs have used for years that we as educators knew nothing about. Or me as an educator knew nothing about until I started my side hustle online business. I absolutely love that. Now, here's just like an extra little piece of nuance that I, I really love. So let's say, you know, your daughter works for 10 hours and she makes a hundred bucks, right? Mm -hmm. You can say, I paid you a hundred dollars and you can take a hundred dollars and you put it into like a Roth IRA. And, right. you know, that is now tax-free, you know, she's not getting taxed on that. It's going to grow for, you know, decades now before mm -hmm. she even needs it. And if you put a hundred dollars in when you're like seven Versus, you know, like $10,000 in when you're 30, $100 is going to be more or some, something like that. It's a ridiculous thing what compound interest does. Yay. But the, the thing is that what I love about this even more is 
you can still tell her, you know, because she's your daughter, that's like, oh, this over here, this other money I'm handing you is because you worked so hard for me. Because the government doesn't care that you as a parent are just giving your child money. So you can take all of their wages and invest it for them. Yeah. And then just be like, you're my child. Here's some money. <laughs> right? And they, they still, they get to keep money, but then they also get all of the money that they earned invested because yeah. you're their parent. So you can do whatever you want. You can give your child all of your money if you want to. The government doesn't care about that. So you get all of the benefits of the taxes, all of the benefits of them getting investment long-term, and then you can still give your child money to go buy a toy or whatever because they worked so hard, right? And, and then there's just like a lot of, of benefits to that. But then it on the is. other side, uh-huh. on, on the other side, you can also, you know, help them practice owning a business early on. They get to, yeah. I made this much, I owe this much in taxes, I owe this much and I need to put this much towards an, uh, retirement and then I get to keep this much or this is expenses maybe and then this is, you know, profit. So there's a lot of benefits to bringing a child into a business early on. Yes, and you would be so surprised with how creative or I was so I'm so surprised by how creative children are like we sit down and have our business strategy meetings um, when we're talking about Diva Girls Club and you know we talk about her business ideas and the things that she comes up with are just like mind-blowing I'm just like oh my gosh and so you know, people are like, how can, you know, a seven-year-old do this? But you would be so surprised when you sit down and you're really talking about, like, what do you want to do? Um, you know, it, now I don't even have to sit her down. Like, she comes to me with ideas and things that she's thinking about. Um, and just to see that confidence blossom, like, if you are watching or listening and you have children, I would definitely 100% recommend that you incorporate and bring your children into the business, not just for, you know, all of the tax breaks and investments. And you are so right about that compound interest. Um, when you start investing, she has her Roth IRA that we invest in. So you are absolutely right. Um, and all of that is great. But just to see the growth and self-confidence um, helping your children really discover their purpose, giving them opportunities to, you know, try different things out and say, I didn't really like that or I love that. Like you are truly nurturing and preparing them for their future before they even, you know, begin making those college decisions. And I think it's just going to, you know, I still got 10 more years before we're making those decisions. But I really just from what I'm seeing in this first year of us doing this, I just cannot even imagine where she's going or the way her mind is going to be working by the time she gets 18 and, you know, a senior in high school. Yeah, I, I love that. You know, start them early, help them really understand how the world uh, works in, in the finances and things like that. And and they're just going to explode and blossom. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I've, I've definitely thought, you know, like, oh man, if I only knew when I was younger, right. And, and, and now she will know your child yeah. can know too. I, I, I love, I love it. Love it. Okay. And then there's one more uh, thing that, that really can help is that the business, unlike an education, the ability to create passive income. Can, can you talk about how this is just a huge benefit for, for entrepreneurs? 
Absolutely. Passive income is one of my favorite income streams to create. Um, if you are listening, watching, and you're not familiar with passive income, anytime you hear people say like they make money in their sleep, uh, it's really your business on demand. Even when you have to step away, your business continues making and generating income. Um, and so that's why it's called passive. And um, it's those passive income streams that really make a huge difference when life happens. Um, a couple of years ago, my husband was diagnosed with stage four cancer and I had to step, I was still working full time at that point. And so I stepped away from my business because I could no longer, you know, I had to support him, my daughter being a caretaker. Like I couldn't show up, right? I couldn't schedule meetings and have coaching clients and do all of those things that require my time. So I pressed pause, stepped away, but my business was still generating income from uh, passive income streams. So when we talk about like affiliate marketing, when we talk about books, I share, you know, me and my daughter have published the Eva the Diva Girl series. Books are a passive stream of income. Once you write that book and self-publish it, at that point, it sells on its own. I don't have to show up to actually sell it all the time. Um, anything that you can download, so printable workbooks, planners, uh, for Diva Girls Club, we do affirmation cards, like any of those printable resources that you can create one time. Uh, on-demand classes, like as educators, we can teach the workshop, we can record a course, all of those things that are recorded, people can access them instantly, that is your passive income. And when life happens, and for whatever reason, you are unable to show up in your business, praise God, my husband's healed, so now I'm back, but if you're unable to show up, it's going to be those passive streams of income that's going to keep not only your business afloat, but if you continue to build on it, it will keep you afloat. It will keep you bringing in that extra money that you need in order to, you know, create this life that you absolutely love, which is what it's all about, right? Amen. And I'm so happy to hear that your husband's uh, doing better now as well. Yeah, uh, but that—that's just it shows the power of, of passive income, right? You're able to show your focus right where it needs to be. I mean, right. how devastating would it be to know that your husband's going through this, but you have to, you know, spend all of your time working just to, you know, make ends meet while he's going through this this hard thing, and and having that passive income stream can really, really make a difference because it can keep you going as you're focusing your attention where it really needs to be. Absolutely, absolutely. So if we're trying to start this as a side hustle, because we've been convinced that we want the tax advantages, mm -hmm. we want the advantages of having our, our child work for us, we want the advantages of passive income. If there's a teacher out there who's listening, they want to try this entrepreneur thing, how can they balance the demands of having a teaching job and a business? It's, it seems like a real hard thing to do. So uh, what strategies or tips can you offer for finding the balance effectively? 
Yes. So, you know, now that I'm back, I brought back the Classroom of CEO podcast. And one of the uh, strategies that I teach is for you to show up every day. But in that, we engage in what I like to call CEO success hour. And so that's really taking one hour a day. If that means that you have to wake up an hour earlier, if you have a family, put the kids to bed and then work an hour at night. Every day, I want you to just schedule your one hour a day. I like, you know, classroom to see a success hour. And in that one hour a day, you are going to prioritize and time block those tasks that you have to get done. And, you know, I like to work in my 20 minute increments. And so each day I have my three, like I'm going to do this, this, and this today. And in that hour, I am time blocking and getting those three tasks done. And you would not believe just showing up that one hour a day and continuing to be consistent and really taking time. Um, I like to reflect and plan my week on Sundays. So really taking time on Sundays to kind of map out, taking your CEO success hour on Sunday, one hour, to map out the rest of your week, you will get so much done. And then once you, you know, start that practice, uh, money starts to come into your business. At that point, you don't just, you know, spend that money right away. You invest it back in your business and you start getting contractors and people that can help you with those tasks. And that frees you up to stop doing all of the things behind the scenes. And it gives you more time to show up and be a guest on a podcast like this right here, like really show up and empower people to achieve success. And at that point, that's when your business really starts to grow. But in the beginning, an hour a day, if you can commit to that, then you can definitely achieve success as an entrepreneur. I love it. I absolutely love it. An hour a day. And and uh, I, just, I think it's really crucial that we remember that it's a dedicated hour. It's not, oh, I'll find an hour. No, no, you make an hour in your day. And it's it's possible. Stay up a little later, wake up a little earlier, work on it. You know, during those transition times that you just are sitting, okay, there, there are things that, that you can, some time you can take to do it. Now, I mean, that might sound like a lot, but I, I bet if you tracked what you were doing every 20 minutes of your day, you would find an hour worth of time that you could transition to um, your your CEO power hour. Yes, I love it. And if you're like me, a Netflix binger on the weekends, it's like just binge a little less, find time for your business. <laughs> Amen. Binge a little less. Yes. Get that on a t-shirt. Yes. So what's... Now, now that we like we we convinced that we can do it, we've got this 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 power hour. Um, is there any first step that a, a teacher needs to take to to start a business? Yes, and so we talked about uh, passive income, and these are like some great questions. I feel like someone watching this episode or listening, like you just from these questions like this is awesome um and so the two if there were two steps to take uh the first one 
Well, I will say three because I'm going to start you at the very beginning. So um, I don't, you know, believe in that the philosophy of create a bunch of resources that you use in your classroom. And, you know, at one point that worked, but I feel like that train has kind of left us behind. So now I really think that number one, uh, you have to identify your zone of genius. Like what is that problem um, or that topic that people in your building come to you and are like, how are you able to do this? How are you able to, you know, get Johnny to pay attention and focus in class? How are you able to teach using all this different technology? Like what are people asking you about? What do they come to you for? What is that part of education that you just absolutely love talking about, learning about? That's your first step. Identify like what is your zone of genius? Once you do that, I want you to just think of one small area, one problem, that first step that someone, um, if you are all about technology, what's the very first step that a teacher has to take in order to, you know, start getting those results that you have? I want you to create a free lead magnet. So like a checklist, um, something that's, you know, downloadable, that someone can print off. Uh, a little workbook, something very just you sit down, you make it, and it's going to help them to achieve that first, very first step. Uh, from there, that you're going to give that to them for free because you want to grow your community. You want to show that, you know, I am an expert. This is my zone of genius. And with this free checklist, you're going to be able to get started on this path. And so that's the second thing you're going to do. And then from there, you're going to create a very low cost digital product. So that could be, once again, a downloadable, any downloadable resource. So workbooks, journals, planners, if it's a lesson, you know, some type of activities, as long as it is helping them to solve a problem and it's related and connected to that lead magnet then that digital product will start helping you to begin generating income in your business. And it'll be that passive income that we talked about. And I feel like that's the best way to get started because you can literally do um, with guidance all of the steps that I just shared uh, in, you know, a, a day, two days, like you can get that off the ground very quickly and it doesn't cost really uh, anything uh, to get that started. So, yeah. I think those are fantastic. Uh, you know, the your zone of genius. I really love that. And then uh, uh, a lead magnet. If you didn't understand that, uh, lead magnets are, are very, very um, wonderful tools. So just, you know, type in how do you do a lead magnet into Google and you can find all sorts of resources on that because she was just giving you a nice overview of, of what the process looks like. So, but that's a, a fantastic way to really... Uh, get, you know, people to, to start listening to what you have to say, because what you have to say really matters. And mm -hmm. then, you know, from there, you know, just something simple that people can, can purchase to, to learn more. Uh, that's mm -hmm. a, an easy way to start a business. And if you have done that, if you have done these steps, you have started a lead magnet and you've made a, a product, guess what? You're a business owner. 
Yes. You can now start doing all these things, the tax write-offs and so forth. You don't have to get a business card. You don't have to go and get a uh, an LLC. You don't have to do, you know, any of these other magic tricks that people think of or other, like you don't have to have a, a beautiful website, right? You don't need all these things to be a business owner. If you have done these simple things that Erica has told you, you now own a business and you can now start reaping the benefits of being a business owner. Yes, but I do want to put that caveat in before you start like uh, giving your account and stuff saying I can write this off, I can write that off. You do want to make sure you're registered in your state. So as a LLC or uh, some type of business entity, you want to make sure you're registered so that, you know, when you submit all those tax write-offs, the government isn't looking at you like, but you're just not saying just a teacher, but, you know, why are you writing all of this stuff off when you're a teacher? So if you have that uh, business entity registered in your state, now you are official. No one can question why you're writing off the Mac, why you're writing off the internet, why you're writing off all of that stuff because you are a registered business owner in your state. So I definitely recommend that before you begin to uh, write off all of these expenses. Right. Uh, no, that's a good point. But keep in mind, you can register as a sole proprietor. Yeah. So you don't have to have an LLC or an S-Corp. Right? Yes. You can just say, hey, I'm an individual who owns a business. Yes. Right? As long as you're registered in your state, you are good. You, you got it. <laughs> Awesome. All right. Well, uh, we have had a fantastic conversation about entrepreneurship. Um, do you have any last minute uh, tips or, or you know, things to look out for for someone who's starting to be an entrepreneur? Sure. So the one thing that I want to say um, and that I recommend for everyone is and why it's so important to make sure like that step about finding your zone of genius, do not skip it because the last thing you want to do is build a business that's burning you out, making you feel frustrated and overwhelmed, and you don't want to show up to do the business that you created. And so if you are building your business around a topic that you just absolutely love engaging in, that you would, you know, you've been helping people uh, in your school do this for free all of these years because you love it that much, then that's where you build your business at. So that when you build it, when you achieve that success that I know you're going to achieve, that you will have a life that you love. You love waking up to it. You love talking about it. You love getting on these podcast episodes and engaging in these conversations because you started off by building around a topic that excites you and lights you up. And so that's my number one tip. Like, I know it's a lot. Like, you might see people out here on Instagram, on, you know, TikTok, and they're looking like they're so successful. So you're like, oh, I could do that. If that's not your zone of genius, stay away from it. Let them have that and build your community, build your business around what you actually love. I could not have said that better myself. That is so important. 
If you don't enjoy doing your business, you're you're going to struggle and it's not going to be fun and you're going to burn out and you'll be done. So make sure that you enjoy your business. Yes, okay. and you do not want to feel that same burnout, that same, like so many educators feel burnt out from teaching and you just don't want to build a business that makes you feel that same way. So definitely find that area that you love and start there. All right, so I got two more questions for you today, Erica. Mm-hmm. The ones I ask everybody, what is your number one tip for teachers to have a richer wallet, classroom, and life? Ooh, the number one tip for teachers to have a richer, give me the three things. Wallet, classroom, and life. I love it. So we've been talking about it, and I know that if you listen to the Teacher Money Show, you are getting such great advice on this topic, Um, and this is really like what excites me. Sean's a master at it. He's talked about it a little bit, but uh, to have all three of those, you're building your business around a topic you love. So that's going to already like make you more excited about teaching because now you're focused and you're like, okay, I'm really using these skills to build my business. And then you're going to bring in that additional income that's going to allow you to be able to enjoy more family time and really, you know, go on those vacations that you love. But the one thing that you're going to learn here from the Teacher Money Show from Sean that I really think is going to take you to the next level is all about investing, which I know he's equipping you to do. And so that's what I would say that final piece when you start getting that money in, figure out the strategy that works for your family where you can start investing. If you have children, start their investment accounts early. But even for yourself, if you know, you know, we have our teacher retirement system. And if you're like, that's not going to be enough for the life that I want to live after I retire, then go ahead and, you know, take all the advice that you've been learning from this show and start those investment accounts today So that when you look up 20 years from now, you're like, oh my gosh, like you can really see the benefits of everything you spent your um, time investing in and, you know, sacrificing your time for right now. You will see it because it'll be way beyond what you'll get from that teacher retirement system alone. And so I feel like if you take these steps today, it's going to totally prepare you for, you know, the future that you've always dreamed of for you and your family. I love it. And we'll, we'll talk about investing a whole bunch more on this podcast. So yes. stay tuned for that. Right, yes, Erica. I knew you would. I knew you would. <laughs> Teachers that want to be entrepreneurs, maybe want a little bit of help, maybe want to ask you some questions. Where can teachers get in contact with you? Yes. So uh, a couple of things, like we talked about the free lead magnet to get people started. And so if you're looking to start your business, you want a checklist of those steps, then you can get that. I've created it for you absolutely free at www.classroomtoceo.com forward slash checklist. 
And uh, that will give you step-by-step how to start your business in a way that makes you eligible for all of the tax benefits and, you know, everything else that we talked about today. Uh, And with that being said, you can find me on the Classroom, the CEO podcast, uh, where I show up every day, giving you those three-minute, that CEO success hour that we talked about. I'm telling you exactly what to do every single day in three minutes. So uh, you can find me on the Classroom, the CEO podcast. And then if you're on Instagram, that's where I mostly hang out at. And so you can find me there um, at Erica and Terry underscore. And so if you just start typing in Erica and like Nancy, Terry underscore, you'll find me there on Instagram. And I, you know, send me a DM and I promise you I will respond. Um, and, you know, we can engage in that conversation. So any questions you have, just let me know. I'm always here to support. Erica and I connected on Instagram. I sent her a DM. She responded to me. So she will respond to you too, because you're probably cooler than I am. So (laughs) she's great at that. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, Erica. It was wonderful talking to you today. Yes, I had a great time and I'm just so excited and thank you. You know, you do so much for uh, the teacher and teacherpreneur, entrepreneur, like our community. So I just want to thank you personally. Your, you know, conferences have been great and I'm just looking forward to learning more about investing and everything that you're offering here on this show. So thank you for having me. Well, you are welcome and we'll definitely have you on again some other time to talk about these wonderful topics. Yes. If you'd like to come on the podcast for coaching, to share an expert opinion, or just to talk about a topic you think is relevant, I'd love to talk to you. Just fill out the form at teachermoneyshow.com slash guest. I look forward to talking with you.